Chad and Zay. All right, getting started on this hour number three. We'll get into some NBA stuff, and we'll start with an injury update on one of those big dogs that got hurt in a game one. It's Chad and Zay. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. He has picked this beat out especially for you and me and the children of the world. What do you got, Zay? Little Kiki, South Side. Little Kiki. Yeah, man. Houston legend. Okay. Houston classic. Texas classic. You can even do a little dance to the song. Yeah? Yeah. You can't, but... No, not me. <laughs> One who knows how to dance Yo, could do that. If you ever tried the South Side, Ooh. I don't know what I'd do. <laughs> I don't know what I'd do. There's a I'd da- be good, though. There's a dance called the South Side? Yeah, you dance. Just kind of a little rock. But specifically for the shoulders. South Side of Houston? Yeah, South okay. Side, you gotcha. know, your shoulders, your hips a little bit. It's a nice little groove. Yeah. It's for those brothers that ain't trying to be like Michael Jackson or nothing, but want to show a little rhythm. Every time somebody walked up to me at this wedding last weekend and was like, hey, why don't you get on the dance floor? And I'd always say, you don't want that. You really don't want that. Yo, if you learn the South Side, that changed everything. And then they look at my wife and my wife mouths, you don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> But you're right. If I learn the South Side, that could change it. So change everything. You can do the South Side to a lot of stuff. There you go. All right. You can teach me the South Side. I'll take the South Side to the dance floor next time. Lil Kiki. Is that K-I-K-I? K-E-K-E. K-E-K-E. Lil Kiki. Can't even get the spelling right. <laughs> trying to good. spell everything today. I was calling him John Reese Plumley. Apparently it's John Rice Plumley. I don't know what's going on. Uh, a lot of good texts coming in. People trying to keep us uh, straight and correct. Specs text line 337-3776. We had some comments on Draymond Green earlier in the show uh, with everything going on with him. He was uh, ejected from last night's game. Thankfully, we haven't seen anything about a suspension. Um, but let's start the NBA discussion with this, Zay. Good news coming in on Ja Morant. Some tweets are coming out right now that they are calling it soft tissue bruising, reaggravation of a prior right-hand contusion, and they're calling him a game-time decision for tomorrow night. He dribbled and shot with the hand today to test it out. All right. So that's great news. That is great news because they need them. Because that moment in the locker room the other night, if y'all caught that one when they were have the, the group interview with him at the locker and they said, are you, sh- are you confident that you – and he just said, no. Yeah. I'm not confident. Just what he was feeling at that time. Now, obviously, it's gotten a little better. And like we said yesterday, this is one of those where the weird NBA schedule could end up helping the youngster – not the old guys. Yeah, and even if he's able to play, how is that hand going to affect his game? Because for John Morant and for the Grizzlies to be good, he has to be the same John Morant going downhill once that ball, once you get the ball off the defensive rebound, going full speed to the rack, jumping high, trying to dunk on people. I was going to like, say those power dunks with the right hand have to go away. Yeah, you got to change some that, stuff. That pull it all the way back and – and crank it, there's no way you can do that. Oh, yeah, you're going to have to adjust. And with yeah. me and John Moran, if I'm a Lakers player and I'm by John Moran, we're giving our Michael Jordan tugging our shorts moment, I might, you know, reach over there and grab that head a little bit just to test it out. Give it a little squeeze just to test it out, you know, see what's going on. I, that ain't dirty. Well, it's a little dirty. It's a little but. Dirty. No, it's a part of the game. If he going to play, bump it a little bit. When he on the ground, maybe land on it in an awkward way. I ain't going full Draymond stomp on it. Here's what you do, and this will bring in somebody we've already talked about on the show today. I wouldn't necessarily do that, but if in the sort of handshake situation, layup line, whatever it is, 
If he offers you his hand, give him an Adrian Peterson handshake. <laughs> give him the old Adrian Peterson look him in the eye handshake or hard slap. Yep. Just to test that baby nice out. Firm. Let's test that thing yep. out. Uh, hopefully he'll be able to play tomorrow night. That would be awesome. Uh, all right, so we have talked about Draymond Green a little bit. Pretty clear once you saw everything last night that Draymond, it, both sides were dirty, but it felt like Draymond went further down that path, and that's why he got the flagrant two. Uh, Zay, I thought it was a good usage of instant replay. It's kind of why they need to – if you're going to be able to go back and look at stuff, let's go back and look at it. And in the end, I thought they – I thought they got it right. Yeah, and Draymond Green, you've been in the league long enough. You've cost your team NBA final shots or shots of winning the championship in 2016. So you should know. I, I, I know that's part of what makes Draymond great is his enthusiasm, is his motor, him being, you know, just that guy that likes to talk. He likes to push buttons. That's what gets him going. But when you're costing your team, it's a four-point game. There's seven minutes to go. You're right there. Your team's not yeah. playing great, and but you have to win that game. You have to win it. I mean, this is a crucial moment. Exactly. And Sabonis, he might have got beaten up last night, got hit in the face a couple times, and whatever. He was dominant. 24 points. He was really good last night. They do nice little dribble loop stuff where they'll give him the ball at the high post and he'll dribble to a wing and guys will try to come off a dribble handoff. And if they're overplaying that dribble handoff, Looney and Draymond, they're like waiting for him to get to the cup. So he'll, okay, that's not open. Let me take Maris into my own hands. And he'll just go to the cup Mm -hmm. and nice little left hand jump hooks and stuff. He had a few of those last night. Steve Kerr, you got to make some adjustments, bruh. And by the way, if we're going to give Draymond credit for the pro wrestling style kick move, the the, the villain on his side, for Sabonis, well sold. Beautiful. Oh, my God. First off, you know, you you started things with a little bit because it was kind of a mini hook. Hook that leg enough where it bothers him and see if you can get the reaction. And then you did. And, man, that cell was awesome. That cell was like WrestleMania, middle of the match. You got to make me believe they're about to bring the medical staff out there kind of selling it. He looked like when refs sell it. You know how refs just get pushed and they fall on the ground? They're yeah. down for like two minutes. That's what That's what oh, it seemed like. It so good. Now, that's a shot. Draymond Green, that's like a size 16 right to the chest. Oh, I'm not saying it felt good. I know that was painful. but And the thing is, it looked to me, the way he went, once he kind of flattened him out and then stomped, I almost felt like he was stepping on more like a kidney than than a rib. Or like everybody was saying lungs. Maybe his, and today they put out some report, by the way, brilliant job by Sacramento to put out, yeah, we're gonna have his lung capacity checked. <laughs> like, oh, that's great. Now that's see, that's committing to the bit. That's fully committing to your bit in pro wrestling terms. That's staying with K back yeah. in the day, making sure you sell that out all the way. Uh so Sacramento and, and Golden State will get back on it later in the week. And it sucks because we're just talking about Draymond instead of really talking about the game. I mean, I love talking about Draymond Green. It's fun. But it's taken away from what Sacramento and Mike Brown is doing to the Warriors. They've never been down 2-0 before. Ever. Right. With, with Steve Curry as the Steve coach. coach yep. They have not been down 2-0 before. So this is different for them. And Dick, De'Aaron Fox, 
I'm so glad the world's finally starting to see him because he's just a league pass guy. Sacramento Kings, they haven't made the playoffs in 16 years, so nobody gets to see Sacramento play. And De'Aaron Fox is borderline superstar. Dude, he's incredible. The speed, like I, I talked about yesterday with John Moran, and we talked about the charges thing, and some, you know, these guys out here trying to get rid of the charge, which is still bogus to me. John, I mean, uh, De'Aaron Fox, he's realized with his speed, if he gets that floater down, which he's mastered it, mm. look out. And that mid-range jumper and the three, beautiful form. You already got to worry about him being left-handed, so Mm -hmm. that throws you off just a little bit. Just that split second of being an awkward type of player because he's left-handed, it gets you. And him, Malik Monk, you know, Davion Mitchell, just Mike Brown having confidence in the second-year player. We talked about it earlier, him being a Baylor guy that won a national championship. The moment ain't too big for the guy at all. Garden Steph Curry, this ain't nothing to him. Yeah. This ain't nothing. His face was impressive to me because it felt like he was calm through a lot of that. And De'Aaron Fox is that way too. Fox does not look like this is too big for him. He's really embracing the moment very well. And he's the kind of guy. He was at De'Aaron Fox was Kentucky, right? Yep. Houston kid. We had no chance of getting him. One year. Yes. One year and gone. Mm-hmm. He's the type of guy that I would have loved to have seen develop a little bit more at the college level. Play a little bit more where I could see that at college and then get to the league and things you know are developing a little bit more, maybe like they used to a little bit. But yeah, if you have not seen him play in a while, they're so exciting to watch. And last night, I give him credit, just like game one. I kept having the feeling, maybe this is me as the old man fan, I've watched too much Warriors basketball, I kept thinking, oh, if you give them a little run, they'll come get you. They'll reel you in. Steph, Clay, Splash Brothers, it'll happen. And Sacramento had an answer every time. Every just, time. Just like game one. Either Fox or Monk or Sabonis had an answer every time. Yeah, and Jordan Poole, you're still in money now, dog. You were amazing last year. You were good good during the regular season. But that $140 million extension that you got because y'all won last year and to do what you did last night, 16 minutes, what, four points? It's not acceptable. Yeah. No, it's you're not. right. You're right. By the way, how about this for a preview, Zay? Before we get to tonight, the next game for Kings and Warriors is Thursday. Have you checked that schedule for Thursday yet? They tip at 9. Suns Clippers tip at 9.30. Oh, Adam. Come on, Adam. He's putting Suns Clippers on NBA TV at 9.30. Well, this is why you've got to have the the Tom McKay setup. Exactly. Dude, you're going to have to pay attention to those two. Yeah. So good. Yeah, that's going to be a tough night. Oh, my God. Don't ask me for nothing. I hope my wife doesn't have anything scheduled because I ain't doing No kidding. That's crazy. Now, tonight is also a packed night with three series. Zay, the NBA treatment goes to... Atlanta and Boston. Boston, well Boston trying to go up 2-0, 6 o'clock, NBA TV. Do the Hawks have a chance? Yeah, I mean, I love Trey Young. As much as he's a Sooner, I love his game, and I hate saying that. But when he gets going, he's for real. Mm-hmm. The thing with the Celtics, they have a lot of point guards that could guard that can make life rough for them. They have former defensive player of the year last year, Marcus Smart. He's a lockdown defender, and he's physical, so he could tire you out. And then they got Malcolm Brogdon coming off the bench, White. So they have multiple guys that you could throw at him to wear him down over the course of the series. And then offensively for the Celtics, they go at Trey Young. 
So he doesn't get to hide. Marcus Smart, he'll go and set ball screens for Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, mm-hmm. and Trey Young will be guarding Marcus Smart, so he'll be involved in those. He doesn't want to switch. So they get him caught up they in all that. They get him caught up in that, and that wears him down throughout the game. So his yeah. offensive end takes a hit. And this is the problem Trey Young has in the playoffs each and every season. And they thought getting DeJounte Murray from the Spurs would help that, but hmm. – both of those guys, they've been struggling just with trying to high Trey Young on defense. You can't do it. You can't do it. That's going to be the issue with him for the rest of his career. That's the issue with Steph Curry and what the Warriors have going on right now. It's just Steph had so much talent around him with Iguodala and Klay Thompson and Draymond. It didn't really matter. But now you can't play Steph Curry and Jordan Poole at the same time. Mike Brown definitely knows that, being the former assistant coach for the Warriors. Same thing here for the Atlanta Hawks and Quinn Snyder trying to figure out, because you got to play Trey Young. You have to. And offensively, he's a wizard, but there's just so much firepower for the Boston Celtics and Trey Young. That's a problem for him. Yeah, going all the way back to my childhood when I was a Lakers over Celtics guy, I hate how much I like watching the Celtics play. Yeah, I hate it. It just makes so much sense. And I love Tatum ever since he was at Duke. And yeah, they, they, that's a. I, I think uh, I think they are going to put the series together just like Philadelphia will. I just don't think the other team's going to be able to compete. I think those two teams are going to get through easily. Yeah, now you got Robert Williams coming off the bench, blocking shots and stuff. I think he's the key to the Celtics' success. Yeah, because last year he was injured a little bit, and that hurt them going up against the Warriors. And the Warriors, they were too much anyway. That's why they won the championship, but. Man, Robert Williams, he's so athletic. He's that lob guy. And defensively, he's one of the best defensive bigs in the association. So him being back, him being healthy, if the Celtics want to make a run and get back to the finals, they're going to need all of them. See, that's another thing. They get a guy that was an Aggie to be an X-Factor guy. He ain't that tough. Get me all in my feelings. That's not right. We can't have that. (laughs) Uh, That's 6 o'clock on uh, NBA TV. Then you've got two series where the road team is trying to go up 2-0. Zay, I'll admit, I didn't get a chance to peek in on a lot of this Knicks-Cleveland game one. Knicks obviously won the game. It was good. It was close. Tell me about what they did, and do you think they're going to do it again to Cleveland? I think Cleveland's going to bounce back. Um, This is my my favorite series uh, so far, because I think this could go seven. I have no idea who's going to win. That was a huge game one for the Knicks winning in uh, uh, Cleveland, but Jalen Brunson, he took over the game and they're throwing Did a lot really? of bodies. Yeah, I know, really? Mass fans, that, tur- that hurts, but yeah, he does. took over that game from Okoro to Donovan Mitchell at times, Seti Osman, which that was an interesting uh, matchup for Bickerstaff, putting him on uh, Jalen Brunson, because Jalen Brunson, he ate those guys alive. And Seti Osman, he's a decent shooter, but he can't check Brunson. So Julius Randle, he did his thing. Him and Evan Mobley and Jared Allen, that's going to be a battle for the whole series. But if Jalen Brunson, if he keeps attacking the way he is, then the Knicks, they're in good shape. And Darius Garland, he has to counter that by having good games himself. Only 17 points, that's not enough. Donovan Mitchell needs help. He was great with 38, but uh, I think the Cavaliers are going to bounce back tonight. This series, it's a movie. So that's when it goes to TNT, 6.30. So you're going to have 6 and 6.30 games to deal with there if Boston and Atlanta is good. And then the nightcap is talent on talent. Stan Van Gundy's going to scream about it all night long. Kevin Durant 
and Kawhi Leonard at times going one-on-one. Clippers did a nice job of finding that first win. Uh, Zay, you got enough. Russell Westbrook doing other things. Kawhi Leonard was Kawhi Leonard. Uh, They got, uh, who's the guy? Who am I thinking of had a nice game? Eric Eric Gordon. Gordon. Eric Gordon had a nice game for him from the outside. We'll see if Durant and Phoenix can bounce back tonight. Yeah, uh, Chris Paul was not good in that game one. DeAndre Ayton, he has to be a lot better, too. Uh, You know, when you play against Kawhi Leonard, his mid-range game, it couldn't be better. He loves the playoffs. The playoffs are meant for a guy like him Mm -hmm. that can just get to his spots. He's so strong, and his hands are gigantic, so you can't rip him. You can't block his shot. And they had KD on them a lot of that game, and KD was getting torched at times because they were putting KD in a lot of action to where he would have to switch and make up his mind, which that would leave other guys open like a Eric Gordon. So I would double-team Kawhi as much as possible. If I'm Monty hmm. Williams, I would try to get it out of his hands, and you got to let those other guys beat you. And Phoenix, they had a chance to win the game. I thought Devin Booker, he should have pulled up for three. You're down by three, 13 seconds left. Hell of a stop by Russell Westbrook. Was it a foul? Yeah, he hacked him. It yeah. should have been called. But, hey, that's the risk you take by driving in the lane during the playoff. The refs don't want to call that. Yeah, in that moment, they they In that moment, they don't want to call that, and they're not going to give you the benefit of the doubt. They just aren't. So you got to be a smarter player, which Devin Booker, he's a smart guy, and he should have pulled up for three being down by three. You knew KD was going to get the assignment from Kawhi, so you had your chance to take Russell Westbrook, who – is a decent defender at times when he's locked in, he could be really good. And he was an incredible defender in game one, but you got to take that opportunity when it's there. And that's the pull up three being down three. Devin Booker did it. That's why they're down. Oh, one say this is such a tough puzzle for me. I'm looking at this box score. I watched the game. If I'm Phoenix and I got 27 out of Durant, 26 out of Booker, I shot 48% from the floor. What is the answer to the question? What do they need to do differently? Is it just Chris Paul has to have a little bit better game? Yeah. Is it really that? Yeah, and don't allow Kawhi to do what he did. Like, Kawhi was incredible. And don't man. let him go crazy because he did have 38. Yeah. You can't let you could let him have around 25 to 30, but not 38. Yeah, and Torrey Craig, who was really good, he had Zubac guarding him, and he said it in his presser. They're like, did you know you were going to have 22 points in this game? He was like, well, I had Zubac guarding me, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel him. You that's a great a, matchup hey, answer. If you're going to put a big man on me as a guard, that's disrespect. I don't care who you are. Uh-huh. But he also said on the other side, Kawhi Leonard travels a lot, and they don't call it. And oh, interesting. Okoro in the Cleveland series said that about Jalen Brunson. Like, Jalen Brunson gets away with a lot of stuff that the refs need to look at. Mm. So I like when, you know, I like the battles within the battles when you talk about officiating and stuff. So Sometimes coaches do it. Sometimes players do it. Yeah. Get those calls for the next game. And there's a certain way you could do it without getting fined. Uh And I think both of those guys did that. I I think you need to double-team Kawhi Leonard more and just deal with the consequences. Don't, Don't do it with Eric Gordon's man. Russell Westbrook? Whoever's guarding him, double. Mm-hmm. Um, my man coming off the bench, Trey Mann, he's a decent three-point shooter, but he went 0 for 3 game one. Whoever's guarding him, mm-hmm. Kawhi has the ball, double. Like You got to play chess out there. And Kawhi was just too easy for him, especially without Paul George. Come on, Paul George is there. 
that changes everything. He's not focusing on Kawhi Leonard more. And a team that's only played nine games together total with Kevin Durant being in the lineup, it's hard to adjust on the fly because you are – Defensive assignments and stuff, it's different. You know, it's different trusting guys because you haven't played with them much. Good point. By the way, did you catch that that moment in the – was it the first Warriors game or maybe the last one that that double dribble Clay Thompson got away with? Oh, yeah. That the entire crowd just explodes on him. It's like, you're not going to call that? Yeah, he double dribbled and then – he finished with the left hand. He scored after that. Yeah, that's right. That insult to injury. Went to the basket, and the crowd really let him hear it at that point. All right, so tonight, three series again in the NBA. Atlanta-Boston goes 6 o'clock on NBA TV. Switch back and forth starting at 6.30 with TNT and the Knicks and Cavs. And then Clippers and Phoenix rounds it out on TNT. Going to be a good night in the NBA. Coming up next, we'll tell you why today matters on this April 18th. couple of Hall of Famers in football with birthdays today. A Hall of Fame talk show host has a birthday. And my favorite fiddle player of all time would have had a birthday. I'll tell you who he is next on The Horn. Chad and Zay. Yo, the saga begins. Begin war. I draw first blood, be the first to set it all. My cause, tap all jaws, lay down laws. We take a withdrawals, we do jokes, rust the doors. It kind of deeds, trying to make All right, rolling through a Tuesday, getting ready for some good NBA action tonight. Three series we just told you about. Zay, do I have any shot here? Nah. Okay. Nah, you don't. We're on the newer side here? No, it's not new. Not new. Not at all. But it's old and I have no shot. Yeah. All right, who is it? Mob Deep. Mob Deep? Mob Deep. You're right. I had no shot. A group, Prodigy and Havoc. Rest in peace, Prodigy is no longer with us. Uh, yeah, they're legends, but not as big as Outkast, not as big as UGK. Uh, Where were they else? from? Queens. From New York. Okay. New York. Mob Deep. Who else? Yeah, but they, they have their own cult following. It's good. Oh, I like it. Uh, Mob Deep, Sting, Prince, Icon, and Helix. A lot of stuff that's just easy to say today on the musical side of things. Some good tunes for you. And uh, we had the little Kiki beat earlier in the hour. And again, coming up Thursday, 2 o'clock hour, we will go to the L section with Lil Wayne and Living Color in our album swap discussion. I'm enjoying the, um, the Carter album from... Little Wayne. I like that they're all, not all, but a lot of them are called the Carter. There's like a series. Right. It's up to like, what, five or six of them? Yeah, he's on five. My God. That's cool. That's very cool because that's his last name. Yeah. Yeah, the Carter. Mm-hmm. And by the way, the little rhyme scheme with the Carter and what is it, Hide Your Daughter and all that stuff, that's a, that's a catchy-ass tune. Oh, Wayne. Oh, Punchline my God. For days. Holy smokes. Uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I got about uh, nine or ten tracks left of that album. All right. A lot of stuff going on today and uh, still, you know, cleaning up things from the weekend a little bit. Uh, We still have a lot of stuff coming on the Specs text line 337-3776 if you have thoughts on the Draymond Green situation. We started the show with the great news about Damar Hamlin. Uh, So let's mention that and why today matters and we'll hit some birthdays and other things. Here we go. 
Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. All right, we'll start with a shout-out to Modern Medicine and all of the heroes that saved DeMar Hamlin's life. Because without that... He doesn't get to have this story today. And somebody was texting us as we were talking about DeMar earlier. Hey, what about those? What about the people that revived him? Well, yeah, absolutely. And they've celebrated that crew in Buffalo. And I know the NFL uh, celebrated not only the Buffalo crew, but the Tennessee folks as well that were on the, not Tennessee, I'm sorry, uh, Cincinnati, Cincinnati, right? Yeah. Buffalo and Cincinnati folks uh, that were dealing with that. Since it was in Cincinnati, they were in charge. It was their show, if you will. Um, and then there's a specific guy with Buffalo that they had a press conference, and he, if you're going to put it on one person, kind of gets credit for being the one that administered CPR, being the one that you know got the a- the uh, AED going and all that. So uh, great to hear that Demar Hamlin is going to be able to play football. He's already in voluntary workouts with the Bills. That is fan. Fantastic. Another NFL note here real quick. We just saw during the break as we get ready for the draft, nine days away from the draft, the Steelers are apparently expected to trade for Allen Robinson, the wide receiver. He's been with the Rams. If you didn't remember that, so it's a swap of seventh-round picks, and then Allen Robinson will head to Pittsburgh. He's 29 years old, Zay, so he'll go and uh, theoretically hang out with not only George Pickens, but the Steelers for the first time in forever. They also have a young quarterback that needs to be taken care of, uh, so he'll go try to help Kenny Pickett out as well. Allen Robinson, pretty solid receiver. Yeah, he was supposed to replace Odell Beckham this past year, and he can never be that number two because Cooper Cup was hurt the whole time. So, you know, people start focusing on Robinson because he was really the only receiver out there and we saw the season that the Rams had not very good so I don't think Allen Robinson got a fair showing in the 2022 season hopefully he could bounce back in Pittsburgh and if Pickens keeps developing George Pickens the cat out of Georgia that dude made more great sideline catches last year than I have ever seen from a young or to be that young a receiver and have that kind of body control already at the NFL level it's impressive. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they're never going to be mistaken for some kind of badass passing team in Pittsburgh, but he's made some big catches for him. So maybe Allen Robinson can help him out. Uh, that is a story we saw earlier. If you're also uh, if you're a Longhorn fan and you missed the two big stories of the day, let's tell you why today matters for you. One of the names is Caden Shedrick. He is a 6'11 forward slash center, big man in college basketball. He's been with Virginia. For some reason, he wants to leave Tony Bennett's crew. It's probably all the scorings, eh? It's too much for him, (laughs) right? Yeah, thank goodness that they lost in the first round because who knows if they would have made a deep run, would he even be on the market at all? So, yeah, solid player, around seven foot. I think he could really do some things around the basket, and I think he could step out and also do some things. Really good defender, too, and if you bring him and Dylan DeSue back, then you could have one of the best Front lines in the league are in the nation next year. That could be big. I'm hearing the update on Dylan DeSue. Nothing official yet, but things may be headed towards 
him coming back. Okay. That that may be I where like things that. are hey. headed. That's what you got to hope if you're a Texas fan. Especially at this point. Yes. Uh, Caden Shedrick is his name. Hope he's having a good time in Austin today. Coach uh, Rodney Terry, just trying to get him to change shades of orange. No problem. Just, just a little bit different orange from Virginia to Texas. The other big story is a guy that is transferring to Texas, football style, and that is Trill Carter, the young man out of uh, Minnesota. By way of Georgia, he was a Georgia high school star, uh, but he was kind of at that three-star level when he left high school. So Kirby and the crew down there in the SEC, eh, they decided he wasn't their guy. Yeah, why waste their time? But uh, the Row the Boat crew up there in uh, Minnesota decided that uh, he was the guy with Coach Fleck and them. Uh, but now he's uh, he's looking to head somewhere else. So 6'2", 300 pounds, D-tackle, uh, reportedly going to be transferring to Texas. So that is good news if you are a Longhorn fan. A uh, couple of birthdays I wanted to mention. My favorite fiddle player of all time is Clarence Gatemouth Brown. It's also one of my favorite names in music. Uh, I saw Clarence open for Eric Clapton at the Irwin Center back in the day. He's one of these savant musicians that at an early age the story is he taught himself zay to play the fiddle at five what five years old he's that kind of guy he could play every instrument on the on the stage he played guitar that night he played mandolin that night and he played fiddle and i've never seen a fiddle player like that in my life to this day clarence gatemouth brown rest in peace he would have been 99 years old today he died back in 05 uh, he's um, look up some Clarence Gatemouth Brown. Won a Grammy somewhere during a run for like best blues, uh, blues inspired album. Uh, so you go check him out if you're looking for some cool old school blues Man, stuff. Five year old still breastfeeding, and this dude was out here. He taught himself how how to, what the to hell? The That's crazy, mm. crazy. Uh, some other big round number birthdays. Rick Moranis is seventy. Shout out to Rick. Conan O'Brien is sixty today. Legendary talk show host and a couple of Hall of Famers in football. Uh, Derek Brooks, who we mentioned earlier, Derek's 50 today, college and pro football Hall of Famer, Florida State, go on to the Bucks, win the Super Bowl. Everybody remembers Derek Brooks. And, uh, and one now, of the best cover linebackers of all time. Yeah. No, really, and, and definitely in some ways helped to change, one of those guys that helped to change the game, change the way you thought about linebackers and yeah. what they could be. Yo, how many pick sixes does he have? He has a ton, I feel like. That's what what I remember about Derrick Brooks. Obviously, he was tough and could hit, but I remember him always getting pick sixes or like fumble recovery touchdowns. Yep. I know one in particular I always remember because it closed the door on the Raiders (laughs) in the Super Bowl. That was a a big one. That was the moment it was officially over because Jerry Rice and that Raiders crew put a little run on in the second half, and then Derrick Brooks pick six. That, That made it. It was done. That's how you knew it was over. Uh, Derek was incredible. Uh, Florida State and the rocking the ten at Florida State, and then the fifty-five with the Bucks. Here's another one. Zay, are you old enough to remember Willie Rofe? Nope. Willie Rofe, offensive lineman, one of the best tackles I've ever seen. When you go over that list of the Jonathan Ogdens of the world, Bryant McKinney was one of those guys for me. Orlando Pace is obviously one, but Willie Rofe. Was a badass. Went to La Tech. I'd forgotten that. Louisiana Tech. He is college and pro football Hall of Fame. 53 years old today. And Big Willie Rofe. Uh, most famously for me was a Saint. Uh, and I can't remember if he would have been. I think he was their left tackle. 
like 77, I want to say, was the number. Man, when Willie Rove got his hands on you, he wasn't playing. You went the other way. Yeah. He was something else. Happy birthday to those two guys. Also, Zay, we have a Kardashian birthday today. All right. I feel like we need to let everybody know because it does connect to the world of sports sometimes. Actually, this one connects directly to the world of music. Courtney is 44 today. Courtney Kardashian Barker. Courtney is the one married to Travis Barker. Maybe the most boring relationship in all of Hollywood. <laughs> neither of them have any issues. Neither have anything going on. And they're never on television. Yo, Travis Barker, Lake 182, they had jams. Yeah, they did. Oh, they absolutely had their run. He's also like we were talking earlier about Lil Wayne being one of those dudes that just got into the tat thing and put the tats everywhere. Travis Barker. Has them everywhere. Yeah, because I'm when they first came out, he had that checkered flag one on the neck. Yeah. I always remember that. Yeah. I always remember just being a can be like, yo, this these guys, they're out here. That's how you know, really, when they start on the neck. Like right now in wrestling, Cody Rhodes got the tattoo of his logo on his neck. Yeah. And it makes you realize, oh, he's way into tats. That's another level when you go to the neck. And Barker's got do they call them, what do you call them, neck sleeves, neck collars, where the whole oh, neck is covered? Neck tats. Yeah, it's covered now. Like, I don't see any skin of Travis Barker when I look at his neck. I it like is, them together. It is all ink. You like that couple? Yeah. You feel like they help each other stay grounded? Yeah. She's a little out there. She's different than the other girls. In a good way? Yeah. A bad way? Depends on how you look at it. I think she's cool. Okay. Uh, and that, but it, like she don't got the booty and stuff. Oh, like she's really okay. small and petite, and you know she acts like she doesn't care about anything, which she really does. So she's a Kardashian without the baggage in yeah. a lot of ways, is what you're saying? Yes, without the baggage, without, without the, the baggage, trunk, and, and yeah, the yeah. assets. I see. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, and they've been married for a little while now, right? They got married. Oh uh, yeah, they got married. I think I read if I if this is this is a great Hollywood kind of thing. I, I read that they had. A pretend wedding that didn't really count before. Then they had a wedding that did count, and then they had like a third ceremony in you know somewhere in Italy. Yeah, when you have money, you just make up stuff. Yeah, they're just <laughs> just make up stuff. They're just going, man. Happy birthday to Courtney. She is forty four today. Also for you, baseball freaks. Miguel Cabrera is forty years old today. Uh, legendary baseball player, one of the best hitters of his generation. Hits the big four zero and. I guess he's still playing, right? Still playing? Still with Should Detroit? Be. 40 years yeah, old. Was he one of the last baseball players to go triple crown? Uh, well, yeah, I guess he was. I guess he would have been. Yeah, and he was on the uh, championship team all the way back in 03 for the Marlins. Marlins, young Miguel. Way back. There. Yeah, that was the, the young Miguel Cabrera. All right, there's why today matters on this April 18th. Three series in the NBA tonight. We'll hit those again. Also, we'll get you stems and seeds before we get out of here. A reminder, no Texas baseball tonight. It is a weird Wednesday game instead of a normal Tuesday game. You got the ACU game tomorrow for Texas baseball. So no Texas baseball tonight. Ball Don't Lie is coming right up with Rod and Hard. Stay with us. It's the Horn. Chad and Zay. All right, just about done on a Tuesday. All right, Zay, any shot? 
No. No shot at all? Um, maybe you heard Jazzy Faye say the artist singing at the beginning. Nah, I missed it. You missed that? Nah, I missed it. Talk on it. All right, who is it? That was Sierra. This Mm. song is Field Mob, so what? Featuring Sierra. Okay, so Field Mob featuring Sierra? Yeah, Field Mob, Atlanta group. Not too big at all. Gotcha. Sierra is a voice that I always enjoy it when I hear it. I don't know. I haven't been able to pick it out, though. I haven't been able to recognize it. Everything I've heard, it sounds really good. When she came out, she hit the street by storm. So now she, so she had a lot of hits back then. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh huh. She had a really good run, really good run. Give me the, in terms of talent in their own right, where would she have been? Like she and Giselle, where would they have been in their prime? Giselle. I know Giselle's not music, but I'm just saying in terms of being, you're married to an NFL starting right. quarterback, and you're, but you have your own thing going on. Who had a better thing I going mean, on? Giselle. The greatest supermodel of all time yeah, at one point. Yes, she was. Yeah, Sierra was never that. Sierra was never quite no. there. Okay. Uh, all right. So Sierra with the with Field Mob, Mob Deep, a lot of mobs going on. Sting, Prince, and and Sting. You can make, bring that together. Uh, Prince, Icon, and Helix all on the show. Plus the little Kiki beat to start this hour. We hope you are having a great. Tuesday again, no Longhorn baseball tonight. You got Longhorn baseball tomorrow against ACU, so you can just get comfy with the NBA. We were talking about all three series: Atlanta, Boston, New York, and Cleveland, and the Clippers and Phoenix. Let's go stems and seeds. We'll hit that and some NFL. Here we go. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. So the story is coming out of Charlotte now that the Panthers, uh, the general manager, Scott Fitterer, has made it clear they have not told whoever they're picking number one that they're picking him number one. A lot of people thought it was going to be Bryce Young for sure because Young canceled the rest of his pre-draft visits. But Carolina is now saying he did that on his own. So y'all need to ask him why he did it. I have, you know, they, they did, they're not giving any of the specifics. Interesting note here, Zay, I didn't realize this. Fitterer has pointed out he was in Seattle in 2012 when they selected Russell Wilson. So in terms of drafting a shorter quarterback, he's not freaked out by it. Huh. He also points out that Russell Wilson had only three balls batted down at the line of scrimmage in his final year at Wisconsin. Young had two this past season. Interesting. So he points it out, quote, this doesn't seem to be an issue. When you grow up a shorter quarterback, you learn how to evolve your game and adapt and see the field. He's done that. Yeah, Bryce Young, what makes him just so attractive as a quarterback, his ability to move around in the pocket and to make plays out of nothing while keeping his head up to throw the ball down the field. Mm-hmm. He does that better than a lot of guys that are starting currently in the NFL. No so, doubt. So, yeah, I I get it. I get it. I see the Russell Wilson comparisons. I see the Drew Brees comparisons. I see it all just he got hurt this last year in the SEC, best conference in the nation. If he takes that one hit in the NFL, will he be able to get up? 
Yeah, I think that might be the most important thing to me sometimes with an NFL quarterback. Forget about all the, are you an athletic freak? Are you this? Are you that? It's, can you scramble and keep your head up? What you're saying there. Mahomes does a phenomenal job of that. Obviously, an Aaron Rodgers does a great job of that. But that's what, yeah, that's what Young did show you at Alabama, those times where you think the play is about to be done and he's just going to sort of scramble out of bounds. And he can do that if he needs to. But, boy, he does keep that head up really nice, always looking for the play and then striking right at the end when you think it's over. It's big time. Yeah, he is big time. So, yeah. I, hey, I get it. I get why Carolina's all in. I, I get it. So, there's, I'm, I, there really is no way. I mean, is there? I guess there's a way that Texans fans wouldn't end up being sort of cursed by this whole thing. But if they don't get Bryce Young at that first pick, Carolina gets him and he becomes a stud, that'll haunt you if you're a Texans fan. Always. If they screw up this second pick and don't take – Stroud and he becomes a stud that haunts him what if they trade with the Colts and he becomes a stud with the Colts then everybody in the Texans front office has to be fired for not getting him and that'll haunt you forever this is a rough is a weird draft man if I'm a Texans fan still going back to how they screwed the end of the season up and now you should have the choice of both of these guys and now we're talking about maybe you get neither? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yep, Lovey Smith, he's somewhere in Costa Rica right now on vacation, all paid for, yep. chilling, he stays, not giving a damn. He stays on one end of the resort, and David <laughs> Cully stays on the other. They, and every time they see each other on the beach, they cheers, drinking the scotch and Hennessy, living good. You bought yesterday. I'll buy today. <laughs> Let's go have a drink. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the draft comes up in nine days, by the way. Uh, and if you missed it, Longhorn fans, we'll say it one more time. Trill Carter, the transfer D-tackle from Minnesota. Keep it right here because I'm sure Rod and Harge will talk about him a little bit today. That's great news. And if you're a Longhorn basketball fan, just cross those fingers that Caden Shedrick had a great day today in Austin. He was on campus. Our man Jeff Howe and Horns 24-7 reporting that one earlier today. Caden Shedrick from Virginia in the transfer portal. Let's see if he comes out of the transfer portal wearing burnt orange. We got a Wednesday show coming tomorrow. Enjoy the NBA tonight. We will get into all of that and what it looks like. Rod and Harge coming right up. Rod, Harge, and Patrick with Ball Don't Lie. Have yourself a good Tuesday. Be careful out there. See ya! We'll be right back.